This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Meanwhile, in the Mediterranean, tensions are escalating all over again, courtesy the Turkish President, Recep Tayyip Erdogan. On Monday, he made his first move. Erdogan's foreign minister visited Tripoli for talks with the Libyan government. He also signed a preliminary economic agreement. And now this is the second such bilateral deal. The first was signed in 2019. The second has been signed now. What exactly is this deal? Energy sharing and hydrocarbon exploration. In simple words, offshore drilling. Most Western countries have lined up to criticize this agreement. The US, the European Union, Greece, even regional powers like Egypt, all of them are calling this move destabilizing. The question is why? And to answer that, we need to look at the history here. The Eastern Mediterranean has always been a hotspot. It is home to thousands of islands. The ownership of these islands is determined by two separate treaties. One is the Treaty of Lausanne in 1923, and the other is the Paris Peace Treaty of 1947. What do these treaties say? In a nutshell, that most of these islands belong to Greece. Only a handful near the Turkish coast belong to Ankara. On paper, both sides have accepted this, but Turkey has repeatedly made one accusation against Greece that they are militarizing the Mediterranean islands. Technically, this is not wrong. Greece does have military bases on these islands, but their argument is that militarization is fair, that the old treaties do not stop Greece from stationing troops on the islands. So that is where things stand. Coming back to Monday's bilateral agreement, Western countries believe it violates Greece's sovereign claims, especially over this island. It is called Crete and is home to 650,000 people, plus it hosts a Greek military base. The worry is Turkish drilling expeditions will be too close to this island. Basically, it could violate Greek claims. And like I said, this conflict is not exactly new. It started off as a tussle over militarization. But President Erdogan has a different take on it. Recently, he said the islands were quote-unquote occupied by Greece. He also made a whale threat to annex those islands. In the past, such verbal rhetoric has led to military escalation. Let me give you two examples from last month itself. First, Turkey filed a complaint against Greece at NATO. The reason? Ankara claims Greece was harassing its warplanes. Days later, there was a second complaint. Turkish officials accused Greece of using its S-300 missiles to lock onto a Turkish F-16. Greece denied this allegation. Until now, the Mediterranean conflict has been frozen in an uneasy status quo, but the recent trend is worrying. On both sides, there is little appetite to resolve this crisis. Erdogan says the Greek prime minister does not exist for him anymore. The Greek leader says Erdogan is strangely obsessed with his country. On Thursday, both leaders will be in Prague. They will be a part of the European Political Community Summit. And the way things stand, there will not be a bilateral meeting. 
but Greece says they will agree to it if Turkey asks. And knowing Erdogan, it looks unlikely at the moment. The Turkish president is in a great political position. The West needs his support for two important projects. One is to expand the NATO. Without Erdogan's support, the alliance cannot welcome Finland and Sweden. And two, to mediate between Russia and Ukraine. Ankara is the most active channel between Kiev and Moscow, so keeping that alive is key for the West. And Erdogan clearly knows all of this. On Tuesday, he accused Greece of seeking help from the United States. He added that the US support will not deter him. The president, in fact, said that his country will do, quote-unquote, what is necessary. Could that be an indication of a looming war? Greece certainly thinks so. Their government believes there could be a Ukraine-style war in the Mediterranean. In the past, the two countries have come close to blows. In 2020, when their warships collided, and before that, in 1996, over an uninhabited island, and both times, it took desperate US intervention to prevent a war. The question is, does Washington have enough political capital this time around? Remember, both Greece and Turkey are NATO members, so taking sides is virtually impossible. The best Joe Biden can hope for is a de-escalation. But with Erdogan holding NATO expansion hostage, even that is going to be tough. Frankly, the next stage of this conflict depends on what the Turkish president's real intentions are. Some analysts feel this is an election pitch, sort of like a hyper-nationalist campaign to catch votes in the 2023 election. If that is the case, a war is unlikely. He may keep provoking Greece without actually going to war. But if Erdogan is truly challenging Greek sovereignty, things could get ugly. And this is a story we will keep tracking.